You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. With tax hikes coming into effect for wealthier Canadians, it underlines even more the need to be proactive when it comes to tax planning. To discuss this timely topic, Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing with McMillan Estate Planning. They're in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. And the reality is for the wealthy group, um, it's not all doom and gloom. And there is opportunity in everything that's just unfolded. So the first thing to know is you can pay less tax on that first tranche of income uh, that you'll be collecting. But then the confusing part is, well, I'll pay higher rates of tax on anything above that. Well, not necessarily. There are techniques that we can employ that we now need to employ that years ago, maybe we didn't need to because we didn't have to pay a high rate of tax. So we would just naturally as a business owner often take all the income out of the company. And that was a very traditional approach to planning. And then you're going to pay that high rate of tax. But alternatively, what if we kept the money in the company instead of taking it out of the company? Um, could we then defer the tax or pay a lower amount of tax? And in fact, the answer is yes, but not if you're not planning in advance. And you may want to turn that, you may want to sell the company at some point, but you don't necessarily want to sell all the cash that is inside the uh, the company. You have to have a plan for that and keep using this word plan. But if you don't have one, you should have one. Absolutely. And uh, what we've seen uh, with uh, clients is they've been pretty busy prior to uh, these tax increases, uh, perhaps dividending uh, income out of the companies. But now uh, that we have uh, these these tax increases in place, they may be taking a little bit of, di- of different strategy. They may be looking at uh, deferring uh, this income, uh, leaving, building, growing it within the company uh, to take it out at perhaps some some later date uh, when uh, their tax rates may be more favorable. Uh, or they may be looking at uh, transferring some of the assets in that company into a self-insurance type um tax plan uh, so that uh, there may be an exemption for uh, some of the uh, income uh, on those assets. And I think that's a really important facet that you've brought forward, Norman, is that we actually, as business owners um, or high net worth individuals in the community today, have tax exemptions available to us at a much grander scale than the tax-free savings accounts that we all talk about in mass. But imagine if 20-25% of your estate could be labeled as a giant tax-free savings account, the kind of positive impact that that will have on your estate. And so especially for business owners that have high affluence, if they can utilize techniques like Norman is making mention to, it literally can save them millions and millions of dollars of income tax. So traditionally, we all have estate tax in our estate, and the CRA is privy to that, and they expect to collect some estate tax on our estates in the years to come. So um, they've crafted legislation around this, and I don't want to go into too much detail because it gets complicated. That's where I leave it to Norman. Um, But the reality is that we're allowed to take a proportion of our estate to pay our estate tax and have it grow tax exempt for the balance of our life. So, you know, imagine if a portion of your estate can grow tax exempt, how it would compound and how it could end up benefiting dramatically our estate, especially in a company, because in a company, we would traditionally pay high tax on normal investment designs um, and then we pay unfortunately a substantial tax when we pass on and then try and transfer to our children but if we can re 
um, label that proportion of our estate as exempt, it makes a massive and dramatic impact to all of us. And so it doesn't always apply, Peter, in our opinion, to families with a net worth of less than $5 million. Um, and the reason that we say that is families that have a net worth of less than $5 million often need to spend their wealth to get them through that retirement phase of life. But if you're in excess of that or have high pension incomes, and that's the next um, group that this applies to, well, we need offsetting entries to wither your RSPs down, um, to pay lower rates of tax, and to get corporate value out of the company without paying that to your tax. So it's a lovely opportunity that the wealthy class should seize and utilize, especially in this calendar year, 2016, because it's going to be substantially reduced starting 2017. So we have this one year of window of opportunity. And you mentioned there's a lot of elements and, and parts of these types of tax plans, uh, Sherry. And the nice thing about that is it gives us the flexibility that we can tailor these to different people's circumstances. Uh, some people may have uh, businesses that uh, you want to take advantage of this planning through the business. Other people don't have businesses, but uh, their circumstances may still work um, for this sort of tax planning. Uh, you mentioned uh, RSP withering. Uh, you can uh, set these up and, and design these um, um, to uh, create additional uh, tax deductions that you can use to wither some of that RRSP income uh, and, uh, and bring in a, a greater amount of income in a particular year. And I know, Norman, you've been utilizing it in a great way more recently because we've had a lot of packages and people getting severances as well. That's right. And, you know, even with the severance uh, packages, uh, oftentimes uh, there's the issue of uh, the pension, uh, whether that's going to be uh, uh, commuted and, and paid out or uh, or left with uh, the company for management. And so that adds uh, a whole new layer and a whole new uh, level of planning opportunities. Uh, let's use as an example um, a farmer or a rancher who owns a section of land outside the city. Um uh, how is that person and his family or her family impacted by these tax changes um, in the event that the, the farm or ranch continues to operate or they want to transition to the next generation or they want to sell the property? What kinds of questions do they need answers to, uh, you know, to, to make sure that they pay what's fair, but they keep what's theirs? Well, it's a really important facet to families that have crafted I would say their estate in the area of real estate, whether it be farm or commercial or residential. And a lot of families have crafted their wealth through real estate. Now, we're very fortunate in Canada that many of us will qualify if we're active farmers for a farm rollover. Um, Unfortunately, since 1987, though, the ability to qualify for the farm rollover has been substantially clawed back for us. And there's such a rigid Um, qualification process that a lot of farmers that think they qualify actually don't qualify as they get into latter years in life from a practical point of view because they quit farming and when they quit farming and don't have that as an active going concern there's a potential that they won't qualify for that farm rollover into the next generation which is really risky when we're talking millions of dollars of land base Um, so many farm families uh, really do need to give high consideration to these tax changes because if the tax rate that you used to pay 
um, has gone up so substantially by another 9%, you know, you need to do the calculation. Does that mean you've got to sell a couple of your quarter sections to keep the farm operation moving into the next generation? So there are techniques that we can utilize, obviously. If you're still an active farmer today, um, then perhaps what we want to do is we want to make sure that there's a plan for you to continue being an active farmer, even if it's your children carrying on that active farming on the next generation. Um, real estate, the same kind of considerations uh, can be given, but we have the privilege of doing the estate freeze technique with families that own large real estate and lock out the CRA today. And whether it's uh, with farmland or whether it's through with real estate, uh, you're often looking at uh, significant uh, capital gains. Uh, if your cost base on this is uh, relatively low, uh, you've held it uh, for a long time and you've experienced uh, uh, increases uh, in, in the value of these assets. Uh, and where these uh, these tax rates uh, come in is... Uh, um, you know, if you're realizing those uh, those capital gains under these high rates, uh, the amount of tax you're going to pay is is that much more. That's why planning and exploring uh, opportunities in the tax law for. Uh, lifetime capital gains exemptions or farm rollovers or things like that are important in the planning process so that uh, you've got an idea of what's going to happen to this property. Uh, Are you going to sell it? Are you going to transfer it to family? Um, What's the strategy on this? Uh, And what tax techniques can be employed to try and reduce the overall tax burden for that objective and goal? Our thanks to Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing for sharing their tax planning insights on the program today. To discover more about Macmillan Estate Planning's life and legacy approach to safeguarding your estate, we welcome you to visit our website, macmillanestate.com, where you can also register for the upcoming seminar on February 4th. This is The Strong Room.